0: This is Danielle Freitag with Jenna DeYoung, Real Talk podcast, encouraging faith and inspiring restoration, sharing tips, tools, and talk. We're exploring a biblical worldview that empowers and prompts faith in action. Um, not only grooming when we're talking about exploitation, um, you know, potentially the commercial sex industry, but why the family unit is uh, really under attack and, and, and what do we do as Christians, as believers? Um, what do we do? And so we have solutions for you in our podcast today and just want to introduce to you Pastor Todd Coconato, and he's a national speaker, um, uh, advocate, evangelist and founder of Remnant News. And you can learn more about him uh, following through social media, uh, which we'll get to. But Todd, thank you so much for being on and for joining us today. Could you just start out by sharing a little bit who you are and what you're up to?
1: Absolutely. Well, both of you are doing amazing work. And I just want to thank you for having me on the broadcast. And I, I already feel the presence of the Holy Spirit here. So I just thank you for praying. You know, I'm a follower of Yeshua, I am just a, a simple man. I, I have a daughter, a wife that I love, and we're fighting for this nation. And uh, you know, God has just lit a fire under me. Um, Twenty-three years ago, I was stabbed nine times, one in the heart, and uh, that's my testimony. On the way to the hospital, the guy that stabbed me actually was picked me up and brought me to the hospital. And I was in the car and literally went in the presence of the Lord. And God gave me an option. He said, do "You want to live or do you want to die?" I said, Lord, I want to live. He said, well, if you live, then you got to do two things. He says, you got to let people know that I'm real and you got to stay on fire for me. And so uh, I've been doing my very best to hold to those two things, letting people know he is real. Uh, He sustained my life. He literally uh, revived me in that hospital. People said it was an absolute miracle, which it was. Uh, ended up going to Bible school after that. Pastor was literally the last thing that I ever thought I'd be. Evangelist, last thing I'd ever be. Uh, but God had different plans. And so here I am about 23 years later. It was about half a life ago. And uh, God is just moving. And we're just excited to be in this time. I call it the best of times and the worst of times at the same time because it's it's chaotic. It's a little bit scary. There's a lot going on, but yet God is moving. We're seeing miracle signs, wonders. I've never seen the line so long in ministry. People are hungry. And uh, we, we believe we're on the cusp of the greatest awakening, the greatest revival in the history of the world. So very exciting time to be alive, exciting time to be part of the Ecclesia, the body of Christ. And so we are just servants that are saying, yes, like the prophet Isaiah, send me, I'll go. And, uh, so that's kind of like in a nutshell, what's going on here. <laughs>
0: amen. Amen. Well, I just love hearing the testimony of overcoming and there are, I know there's other things in your story that, that you have overcome as well. And I just had heard a, a little tidbit, uh, from my dear friend, Jenna here and don't really know the story. Would you be, would you be you? able and willing to share with us uh what was your connection with disney and and how does that tie into uh we're going to talk about grooming today and then you know go into solutions but what was your connection with with disney
1: yeah there there is a connection with disney you know when i was about eight years old my parents moved from cincinnati ohio out to hollywood and my dad got a job out there so we kind of just moved with them and my mom, she found this agent. Her name was Jean Page. She had a manage, a management company in Hollywood. And it's all about the agent and the manager in Hollywood. So we we happened to just, you know, stumble upon this amazing manager uh named Jean Page. And I, we had a great agent too. And they got me into child uh acting and uh really booked me on a lot of amazing shows. I was on like 30 something, Jake and Jake, Jake and the Fat Man, General Hospital, uh, you know, all kinds of uh guest roles on a bunch of different things and commercials and things like that. And so uh uh, yes, about Disney. So my connection with Disney is a little interesting. So I got really caught up in young Hollywood, um, you know, as a child actor, and you know, I was there you know, all the way until age 16. So it was about eight years of my life. And then I continued to hang out with young Hollywood. And so I had a lot of friendships of, you know, people that I met on sets and, you know, just kind of got all caught up in that world. And a lot of the people that I knew were also doing work with Disney. I did a little bit with Disney, um, but I dated, you know, some Disney people and uh, really got kind of, you know, some good friendships. And and so people that I know that you would know, uh, household names that became very well known in the Disney world. And I caught the Disney machine. And so I got to witness as a friend, as a boyfriend, you know, kind of some of the stuff that was going on with the handlers and, uh, you know, the grooming, like you mentioned, and really found out that these, these handlers really take over these young people's lives, you know, and, uh, you, you see them go from being really innocent. Uh, all of a sudden to being exploited sexually. You know, we've seen this with like Hannah Montana, with Miley Cyrus. We've seen it with, you know, over and over again, Demi Lovato. I mean, so many people that we've seen, they they start off kind of innocent. You know, this this little Disney person, Britney Spears, uh, you know, and, and all of a sudden, you know, around 15, 16, they start exploiting them sexually and really sexualizing them. And so what happens is they bring the fans with them because here's these young people. I mean, I think about my little three-year-old, you know, she watches YouTube, and, you know, there are certain little stars on YouTube that she likes watching. Now, well, imagine if one of those stars that you know, she's been following since she's super young, all of a sudden starts getting really sexualized. That's what happens is these young fans kind of go on this journey with them. And the next thing you know, these fans are exposed to sexualization, which is also happening in our schools. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's a demonic agenda. And I believe Disney is absolutely, uh, you know, involved in this this demonic agenda. And it's been happening for years. So I kind of started sounding the alarm at an early age, you know, about Disney. Most Christians didn't want to hear it. They said, no, that's, you know, we love Disney, the theme park, and, you know, it's all innocent. And, you know, don't say that, you know, but see, I I really believe God allowed me to see this firsthand so that I know the devil's playbook and I can help expose it. And so recently as Disney's been making the news and uh, Florida governor Ron DeSantis has really kind of taken this fight on, thank God, but you know this is a spiritual battle and i believe this is part of the revival is that god is allowing an exposé and 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 people are starting to see you know cuz most families and parents they're so busy uh, you know it's ex- expensive right now to raise a family you got to work some some families working two three jobs you know so they you know they got the soccer practice and they got to get the family to dressed up for church and you know the whole thing so it's like they don't have time a lot of time to really investigate some of these things but what's happening in this season is is god is revealing this in such a way that that he's showing the body of Christ exactly what's going on. Look, they're exploiting young people. Look, they're they're pushing this LGBTQ agenda. Look, they're grooming kids. And so now we have to make the decision. Is are we going to are we going to realize yes, this is reality or are we going to keep our heads buried? And I think we're at a really pivotal crossroads right now.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yes. And and I want to get more into solutions. And I know Jenna always has some really great questions. I just have to say, you know, as I was listening to you, I was actually reminded of, I remember Britney Spears, you know, growing up and I remember her first video came out and it was very sexualized. Like one of her first music videos, you guys remember what it, the topic was? I don't, I don't remember what it was, but it was really yeah, sexualized. They not had that in innocent. It. Yeah. Yeah. Innocent. Uh-huh. It was like a school, you know, little yep. school outfit, short skirt, Um, and, and just very sexualized. And so that came to mind. And then also I remember, um, being younger and there were, you know, different parts of Disney movies that you could pause and get to where they actually had subliminal messages in the films. And now I don't know if this ever got made up or if you, if I'm not sure if you know, you know what I was talking about, but like in, in the lion King, if you pause it at a certain place, in the dust where the lion, like the lion laid down and there was dust and it said something about sex. And I mean, I remember finding it, it was a thing. And then in Aladdin, there was, you know, there was something there and just different subliminal messages in like in, in the, the Disney movies. And then, you know, of course we're hearing, just like you're saying, what's going on, where it was verbalized publicly that there is an agenda to it's grooming to sexualize our youth. And, and I mean, these are things that, that, you know, our youth, they don't need to be um, even learning about these things at such a young age, but it's just so it's absolutely wicked. Um, Jenna, do you have anything? And then I want to get into solutions. You know, what can we do as families, but Jenna?
2: Yeah. I feel like that's what I was just going to talk about because, you know, I was on the radio this morning and, and that's one of the things that we were talking about was, parents rate rising up and actually saying no to things, removing things from their home and doing the hard things that the world is not doing. And so really, I feel like it's an urgency for like everyone, but it's really an urgency for the church to lead the way and not just agree, you know, with these things and say that they're okay. There's people who, in the church that, that God is raising up and they're using their voices and it's affecting, it's, it's affecting things. Their, their voice is making a difference. And so I, I loved what you said, Todd, about like, parents are just so busy, but God has, you know, and so it's, it's easy to just like move on and not really pay attention and just, you know, believe the best, you know, that, oh, that would never happen, but really it's keeping your head in the sand. And so I just, I love this conversation and it's something, you know, with our ministry, the preventative part of exploitation is teaching and training parents. It's about raising up your kids. Like God has anointed you to raise your children, not these institutions, but you, and part of that is, is protecting them and, and protecting your home when it comes to, you know, electronics and television and, and all these different things, music, you know Um, so that was just something that I was thinking
1: about. Yeah. No, that's excellent. I mean, we have to safeguard our home because this is, you know, I, I learned this a long time ago and it really uh, makes a lot of sense to me. I was mentored by a man named Jack Hayford. He was a pastor and he was an amazing man of God. Uh, I went to Bible school at his at his uh, seminary. And one of the things that he said very early is he said, guard what you bring into your home because that's where you lay your head. And I never really thought about it as much as I have in this last season, but it's always been something that I've thought of. But now, especially, I mean, you know, a lot of Christians have have allowed, you know, bad movies. Uh, some, some people are into pornography. They open their home up when they allow these wicked things into the home on your computer screen, on your smart device. You know, if you're a parent and you're looking at pornography, you're opening something even for your children to be affected in your home. Uh, these are very, very important things. And even with these movies, you know, a lot of Christians think... Well, it's OK to watch a movie with like soft pornography, you know, where there's naked scenes or different things that are going on. But we're opening up our family. We're opening up our home and and literally uh, allowing this to come into our household. And so the Bible says, you know, be ye holy for I'm holy, you know, and come out from among them. We're meant to be set apart. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So I think this is really a time of consecration and. God is allowing the shaking that's happening in the body of Christ to separate the weed from the chap and to really see, you know, because he's coming back for a church without spot, no wrinkle. He's coming back for the church of Philadelphia, not the church of Laodicea, the compromising church. And I think for many years, we've allowed leaven, we've allowed compromise, and we've kind of just turned our, you know, our head to it. And God is saying, no, I'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. That means we got to come out from these people. And so that's the whole thing is, is that the empowered church that's able to take back the territory, that's able to pull down the strongholds, we have to be consecrated. And that means being set apart. And so that's why he's allowing this, this expose, I believe, because we have to make a choice. There's no middle ground. It's like either you're going to be on team Jesus or you're going to be you know, on the on the compromise team. And we don't want to be compromised. We don't want to be part of the world. You know, What place does light have? with darkness. That's what the Bible says. So it doesn't mean we're perfect because we're never going to be without sin, but it means that we hunger and thirst for righteousness. We're good repenters. And we understand the battle is a battle of light versus darkness.
2: And one more thing is, is what a time to have the gift of the Holy Spirit who brings discernment, yes. like even as a parent, like if you don't have like I can't count how many times like I was unaware of things, but because of the supernatural gift of discernment of the Holy Spirit, oh. I knew something wasn't right. And, and so I didn't do it. And then like just the goodness of the Lord about how like years later, months later, he reveals to me why, and I'm just so thankful for that. And so I just want to encourage listeners, like this is a time and a season and it always is right. That you need the gift and the power of the Holy spirit activated, like in your life, leading you, leading your family, leading your children, because he'll keep you from harm. He'll protect you. You know, um, I just. I loved what you were saying about, I've been studying a little bit about the seven different churches and the end times and the, and the seven ministries and the gifts of the Holy spirit. And I just was like, man, I don't know. I feel like we're getting, I don't know.
0: It's it's, it's good. good but... Yeah, it's good. It's so good. This is a message that needs to go out to the world. And that is why we're so grateful to have you on Todd and for, for parents, for listeners to hear this. Now, you guys, I just want to give you a stat So according to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, okay, it's less than 1%. So less than 1% of missing and exploited children are abducted by a stranger. So what does that mean? It means that the greater percent of youth who are exploited and or trafficked are being groomed. They are targeted. They are befriended. And then when we're talking about grooming, we're talking about force fraud or coercion. So yes, does kidnapping or abduction happen? Yes, but it is much, much less likely. So we have to stop the sensationalism. We have to stop thinking of, for example, the movie, many of you have seen it taken, right? Where she's abducted internationally, domestically here in the United States less than 1% of missing and exploited children are abducted by a stranger. So that is why this conversation is so needed. There are things that you can do, parents. There are things that we can do. And much like Jenna said, right, we need the Holy Spirit. And Todd, you've given such great, um, just uh, amazing testimony that points to the goodness of the Lord. And really what I hear is a sounding of the alarm. Can you give us a few other uh, solution-focused questions um, you know, prompts or ideas for for families. Just really anything else that you would want to share or you would want parents to hear?
1: Absolutely, thank you. That's a wonderful question. You know, first of all, we got to realize the battle that we're in. The Bible says the battle's not against flesh and blood, it's against strongholds and principality. So as believers, we have to know how to war. Uh, so you know, I think uh, one of you mentioned it, and you're absolutely right. you know, having discernment and and really inquiring of the Holy Spirit, that takes a personal relationship and a prayer life. And so we've got to spend time in the secret place in prayer. I I have a little prayer room that I go into in my house, and that's just where I can get away. But, you know, I always say, you know, we can go to God with our asks, obviously, you know, Lord, I need help here. Lord, please help me here. But we also want to hear what God is speaking to us. And we want to know that every day, you know, because that's where we, I mean, there's a lot of times when I've been involved in something and all of a sudden I go in the secret place and I start inquiring of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord's like, get out, don't be involved with that. You know, and and I would have never known that if God didn't speak that to me. So, you know, that's why we have to really hear from God. And I think this is a major issue in the body of Christ today is a lot of churches, and I'm not here to bash churches, but let's just be real. A lot of places don't really equip the saints to understand how to have a prayer life and how to go in the secret place and how to have discernment. And so this is so critical, crucial, and important for us as a believer, especially as we advance in these, in these perilous times, you know, because we have to have the dis- discernment is one of the most important tools. And God has given us every tool in our toolbox. He's given us understanding. He's given us the Bible. That's the other thing is we've got to know the word of God. We've, you know, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we've got to spend the time in the word. And so going to church on Sunday is great. But if that's the only word that you're getting, it's not enough. We need to be in the word throughout the week. We need to get together with your family. You know, I love doing this with my spouse is getting in the word with my spouse, praying, having a prayer life with my spouse, that it it brings a healthy relationship into the home and it's a three strand cord. And so that's so important. And our little daughter watches that too. She's, she watches mommy and daddy praying together. And so, you know, we're teaching her and, and setting kind of the foundation for her. So these are all super important things, knowing the word of God, being equipped having discernment, having a prayer life, you know, knowing how to war. You know, there's times in the ministry where we come under really bad spiritual attack. I mean, the warfare is intense. And so I've had to learn how to go into what I call the war room. You know, my wife and daughter may go to sleep at like 10 o'clock or something, and I'll go into the war room and spend a couple of hours in there, you know, praying and interceding and calling upon the name of the Lord. The Bible says those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we need to learn how to call upon the name of the Lord and war in the spirit. And, and can I just add one more thing too? I know there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that are not spirit filled. And I understand that, uh, you know, there's, there's whole denominations that don't believe the gifts are for today and things like that. But to me being filled with the spirit is one of the most important things about Christendom. You've got to have, that's where the wisdom, the discernment, all of it comes from. Otherwise you're looking at like an old school roadmap, you know, and the Bible's great. I mean, by all means, you know, it's like a Thomas guide for those that remember, I'm kind of dating myself, but you know, you used to have to ask like a gas station for directions you used to have to, you know, like figure out on this Thomas guide. Nowadays, we've got cell phones and GPS. And so when we get off course, what happens? The, the cell phone will recalibrate. It'll, it'll tell you, okay, you know, recalculating. And then all of a sudden it tells you where to go. That's how the Holy Spirit is. When you're filled with the Spirit, if you get off course, it's going to recalculate and say, here's how you get back on course. Knowing the Word of God and having the Holy Spirit. So I would just encourage anybody listening, if you're not filled with the Spirit or you're unsure, make that your priority today. This is a now thing. And ask the Lord. The Bible says, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If we ask the Lord, he stands at the door of our heart knocking, and we say, Holy Spirit, come, you know, make a home in my heart. Guide me. Direct me. I worship you. You know, just start worshiping the Lord. He's going to come and live in your heart and give you that wisdom and give you that discernment. And that's what's going to get you through. I honestly would not want to be in the ministry if I didn't have the spirit, because I'm telling you, I don't even know how it survived. But, you know, with the spirit of God, not only do I survive, but I thrive.
0: Amen. Yes, that is so, so good, so good. I'm going to read from John 14, and then Todd, if you would pray uh, for us in in closing. But Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, right? John 14 verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you. He will give you another Advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit. And the world cannot accept Him because it, it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives in you and will be in you. Okay, so there's this gift, there's this promise of the Holy Spirit, seek uh, seek God through Jesus Christ for the Holy Spirit, who can be your counselor and your advocate. Todd, would you pray us out, pray for our listeners?
1: It would be an honor. Thank you. Wonderful conversation. And uh, just couldn't, um, you know, emphasize enough that importance of having the Holy Spirit, knowing the word of God and being a person of prayer, especially in this hour. So we just want to pray that right now. If you're unsure, you say, Pastor Todd, I'm not sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I just want to make sure I go to heaven. We want to make sure that too. And so I believe right where you are, we can pray this together. So Lord, we just thank you for everyone watching. Uh, if there's somebody who's unsure if they would go to heaven today, we pray that today would be that time. This would be that minute that literally after this broadcast, they would they would pray and ask you to come into their heart as Lord and Savior. It's very simple. You can come as a child. You accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so we just thank you for that, Lord God. I believe people are going to come to know you today, and Lord. God, why wait another day? We see what's going on around the world. And Lord, the time is now. It's not time to wait any longer. So we just thank you, God, for an encounter, for an encounter of your Holy Spirit. And Lord God, I pray you'd give the parents and and the people of God wisdom and understanding how to navigate this time. Even though it's, it's a little scary, even though it's egregious and we see all these different troubling things, we know, Lord, we're on the winning team. We are on the winning team. Not only are we on the winning team in this world, but we're gonna rule and reign with you for eternity. So, Lord, we're on the right side. We're on the winning side. We're empowered by your spirit. We have every tool we need. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are allowing the church... Those that are alive right now are made for a time as this. It's not a mistake that we're here in this time. It's not a mistake that we're here in this hour, Lord God. So strengthen us in our faith. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Let us stand on your promises, which are yes and amen, hope in the future. We love you. We thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, we thank you that you say it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. You say, occupy until you come, Lord God. We know you're coming soon. And so I just pray blessing and favor And encouragement over everybody that's listening. And and we just give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Amen. 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 Todd, thank you so much. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I'm sure we could keep going, but we just thank you for your time. Jenna, do you have anything? Um, I have a proverb I can close this out with. All right. If that works out. Yes. Okay. So
2: it says my child never drift off course from these two goals of your life to walk in wisdom, which wisdom comes from the father, true wisdom comes from the father and to discover your purpose. So never forget how they empower you for they strengthen you inside and out and inspire you to do what's right. You will be energized and refreshed by the healing they bring. They give you living hope to guide you. And not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. You will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror, for it will not terrify you, nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside because God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. So I'm just so thankful
0: for that. Praise God. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Real Talk Podcast with Jenna and Danielle. Todd Coconado, thank you so much. How can we
2: live the same way? there's a good we can make a difference.